We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What is up, everyone? If you can't see me right now, um, that's because I'm messing things up. Now you can see me. This is the Morning Grind. I'm clearly not Stevie, but that's all right. He's he's out this week. I'm taking over. have not been in here for a while because apparently kids take up a lot of time. Did not get told that beforehand. Very disappointed that no one told me that. But still, we got football. The best time of year, and it's week 11, and there are some garbage games on this slate, but don't worry. There's money to be made. Join here, as always, by Keith Eister. How you doing there, buddy? Doing good, man. Good good to be on a show with you again. Feels like old times. We, we used to do like a couple shows a week together a couple years ago, and then you moved heavy into the scores and odds side and, and doing all your betting stuff and crushing those streets, but uh, good to be back on a show with you, my man. Yeah, yeah, no, and then I, I mean, I generally would do this still a couple times a week during baseball season, like took basketball off because basketball DFS is too tough with a with a child that goes around, have to pick up from daycare right around lock. Like baseball, I'm not around during lock, that's fine. Football, it's only on Sunday mornings. Basketball, I go to pick up my child, come back, and three people have been ruled out, and I have to redo 150 lineups in three minutes. Not Not ideal, so... But yeah, had had sleep duty pretty much all baseball season. So it's like, yeah, can't do these for baseball this year, but we should be back next year. And yeah, it's, it's, I mean, I've still been, pl- still played a decent amount of NFL DFS. Haven't had time for anything else besides gambling. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's been an interesting year so far. And I, there's one spot on this slate that I love that I think most people are probably going to love. And we'll get to that. But you ready to just dive on in? Yeah, let's go ahead and do it. All right, first game, we got Carolina going up against Dallas. Um, Big, big spread on this game, sitting at 12 or 10 and a half points. Um, Dallas, obviously big favorite, not a huge total in this spot here. Um, We'll just start off with the Dallas side here. Dallas, we saw them last week in a similar spot going up against the Giants. Not quite similar, like expected to be a blowout spot but 
a little bit less extreme, a little bit better defense than the Panthers, um, but still a spot where they should be in control in this game. Panthers, obviously bad. Rundy, better. Pasty, still not great. Right around average. Let's start off with them. Is this finally the week where Tony Pollard doesn't disappoint every <laughs> single person who plays him? Oh man, my my big call last week was I am not playing Tony Pollard. I had I had zero Tony Pollard. My call on the morning grind was that Najee Harris that I was going to play more Najee Harris than Tony Pollard, and Najee outscored him straight up. So oh yeah, yes I, like, he did. I cannot play Tony Pollard. I'm I'm in good on the good side of the Tony Pollard nonsense here lately. It's an awesome matchup. He just doesn't look like the same guy to me. He had that offseason ankle surgery, and his burst is gone. His explosive runs are way down. Rico Dowdle looks like the straight-up more explosive running back at this point, which is just wild. Um, it, it's going to be ownership-dependent. If the entire field is like, there's no way we're playing Tony Pollard, and ownership like it's early, early ownership projections, but we've got him around 20% right now. No chance I'm playing Tony Pollard at, at 20% ownership. Um, if that comes down, it's an awesome matchup. Maybe I consider it, but I just don't think he's the same guy that everyone wants him to be. So it's it's a great matchup, but I'm, I'm probably out on Tony Pollard again, assuming he has any any type of ownership. Uh, the other guy is C.D. Lamb that we have to talk about. Dude has been absolutely crushing it. Um, just monster week after monster week, three straight weeks, over 150 receiving yards, just all kinds of production from this guy. Um, you talked about the Carolina pass defense being a little bit better, but still not good. Like still a very good spot here for, for Dallas. Um, he's priced all the way up to 9,200 now, but if he keeps on putting up 150 yards, that's probably not high enough. So I'm, I'm going to have some CD lamb. My mistake last week was not playing Dak with him. And I'm kind of leaning that way again, just because there's some cheaper quarterbacks that I like. Uh, but Dak is certainly very much in play. And if you wanted to do the the double stack, Ferguson's been good at the tight end position. And we finally saw a Brandon Cooks blow up week. So uh, price came up a little bit on Cooks. I still think he's playable. Um, like they've they've kind of given up on Michael Gallup. They've worked Jalen Tolbert in a little bit. Uh, but Cooks is very clearly the number two receiver in this offense. So I think he's in play as well. Yep, yep. I'm kind of right there with you. I mean, the interesting part of this, I don't know if I'm going Dak. I don't know if I'd full stack this game. I get it worked out fantastic last week if you did full on onslaught for Dallas, but not quite the same spot, not a divisional game, not, not as bad of a defense, like not going to be on the field as much. Carolina is a bad team, but they're not as bad as the Giants. No one is as bad as the Giants. No one is close to as bad as the Giants right now. Um, so there's a spot where I mean, granted, Dallas has been in some huge blowout games pretty much all season long. It's either get blown out or blow out the other team. And anytime it's a bad team, they just crush them outside of the Cardinals in week two, I think. Um, it's not a spot where I don't where I think you should full stack it. I don't think they're gonna keep their foot on the gas this entire game. Pollard, I'm probably staying away unless it comes in real low ownership. I just can't see playing him with he's gonna be heavily like heavily owned by people. I I don't understand it. Like, I don't understand what's going on. He's clearly not the same. Rico's getting more and more into the mix. So I'm kind of right there with you on everything. Although I'd go a little bit lighter on Dallas just because I don't think they'll keep their foot on the throttle. On the other side, Carolina, I don't really have any, I mean, the run game's not going to be involved. It's a tough match going up against Dallas. Dallas, tough pass D, tough run D. The only guy that I could really see playing at all is going to be Adam Thielen. Guy's old, but just still continues to crush it. 10-plus targets, 
pretty much every single week. Always has a chance in like a 25, 30-point game. He can get 100 yards. He can get 10 catches. He can get a touchdown. That's more than enough to get you there. He's the one guy I would think about because they're probably going to be forced to throw. They run a fairly conservative game script with Bryce Young, but if they're down by 15-plus points at halftime, they're going to probably have to chuck it. He's the only guy I'm interested in. I can't go Mingo. I can't go Chark. I can't go to the running game. I don't ever want to play Bryce Young. The tight ends, there's way too many of them, and they don't get enough volume. It's really just Thielen for me. Yeah, I do like the Thielen call. This has been a, a, a pro-Thielen uh, podcast all year long, and it's worked out really well. The volume is just insane, like you said. Carolina is going to be playing from behind in this game. Double-digit targets very much in the range of outcomes for Thielen. Um, the price tag is uncomfortable for a 30-whatever-year-old receiver, but like the production is there, so very much in play on Thielen. The running backs, like I totally understand it. It's kind of a split. I think Chuba Hubbard is pulling ahead a little bit. Um, he's 4,900, so if I was going to play a running back, it's definitely Chuba, but I, I'm kind of with you there. They're, just, they're not going to get production on the ground. They're going to have to throw more than they want to. Um, he, he does get involvement involved in the passing game. So I think he's playable, but just, I would much rather just find a way to get to Thielen in anything that I'm doing Dallas related. The tight ends, if Hurst misses, he is questionable. Maybe Tommy Tremble, but that's just simply a punt play. Probably not a great tournament option. Not, not, not much upside there. So I'm kind of with you Thielen only for me here on Carolina, maybe a sprinkle of Hubbard. Yep. All right, let's move on to the next game. The game of the week, Pittsburgh at Cleveland. I'm just going to make this real simple. Defense, I have some interest in Cooper as a long shot tournament play who no one's going to look at. That's it. Am I missing anything at all? I don't think you're missing anything at all. I mean, uh, we got word that Watson's out for the year. Dorian Thompson Robinson stepping in. Don't think he's a very talented passer at this point. Don't think I want to take a chance on his rushing upside against Pittsburgh here. Um, other side, Cleveland is the best defense in the NFL, so playing a bad offense against them, probably not the spot that we're looking at. Both defenses very much in play here. Deontay Johnson for volume, maybe, but even that's pretty uncomfortable. Um, Cooper has had a really nice role. I was on him a little bit last week when nobody was. He put up a decent game. This, the, the offenses are, are gross in this spot. It's defense only here. Yep. Yep. Um, moving on to the next game. That was so easy. Uh, we got <laughs> Chicago versus Detroit. It should be a lot more fun of a game than Pittsburgh. Um, don't imagine that being on Red Zone Channel too often. But 48 total. Uh, Detroit, seven and a half point favorite here. Bears, defense, better against the run. Been awful against the pass, but better in recent weeks. Lions defense been solid. Lions offense been incredible. Bears offense, not quite the same, but I'm guessing that Fields is going to be back in here. We're going under the assumption that Fields is back in here. We'll start off with the Chicago side of things. I mean, we've seen Fields have great games and terrible games. He's been really up and down this season. Um, coming back into the offense, I I kind of really like the Bears today just because of the game script, just because of Fields rushing upside. But it's literally – also, we have to talk about the running backs. We don't know if Herbert's going to be playing. We don't know if Foreman's going to be playing. We don't know what's going to be going on. I assume if Herbert's in there, it's Herbert's backfield. Foreman kind of goes back to nowhere, although we don't know. 
I'm probably staying away from it as of right now. I don't have a thought on it. We'll see how things go later on the week. We, we'll see what we hear from things. But as of right now, I like the Bears, and it's super, super simple. It's Fields, and it's one of, if not two of, more and commit. The offense is so concentrated, especially when Fields is in there, on more and connect commit. I think more could be a little bit overlooked this week. They're going to scheme him in. Commit great red zone target. They're going to be trailing most likely here. Detroit games in Detroit have averaged like 50 points per game over like the last seven, something like that. And I, I pulled that number out of thin air, but it's a lot. They average a lot of points out. A lot. A lot. A lot. So yeah, I mean the Bears they're they're are one of my favorite stacks on the slate. Love that call. I love this game. It's inside, indoors in the dome. Um, you've mentioned kind of the production that we've seen at Ford Field over the years. Like there have been mass, many, many massive blow up games in, for DFS purposes uh, in the dome in Detroit. So like the Bears getting Justin Fields back, it, it elevates the the ceiling of everybody. Love the DJ Moore call. Love the Cole Komet call as well. I'm right there with you. Those are the two I would target. I don't hate shots on Mooney at 3,300 just because he can score score a long one, but and he's only 3,300, just not much of a volume role. The volume guy is absolutely so concentrated around DJ Moore and Cole Komet. The backfield, the only way I have slight interest is if Herbert does make it back, and that's only because he's 4,700. Detroit has been awesome against the run, though, so I still don't think it's like a smash spot for Khalil Herbert, even at that price. Um he could get he could get you 60 yards and a touchdown though even in a tough matchup that'd be enough at 4700 i don't have any interest in foreman at that price if he plays even if herbert is out uh roshan doesn't have enough of a role like there's just too many running backs here um so i agree like it's fields it's more it's comet maybe a sprinkle of mooney but very interested in in the game overall yeah i mean something also to mention like mooney has been better in recent weeks that was with badgett like he's Fair. not the same with Fields in there, like, yes, he'll get some targets, but Fields is also less accurate. Moore gets kind of the shorter stuff. Komet kind of gets the shorter stuff. Screen passes. So also helps on full PPR sites. The Detroit side of things. So absolutely Amon Ross St. Brown. Absolutely Goff. Absolutely Porta. Absolutely bring backs and stacks. The running back situation is the interesting spot here. Montgomery finally came back last week, ended up with a pretty solid game, actually had some decent volume, but Gibbs, it's looking like a true 60-40 spot. No longer is Montgomery the main back. It could have been the matchup. They will absolutely game script things. I'm going to wait and see where ownership goes. I have a feeling Montgomery is going to get entirely overlooked at 500 less. And if we currently have him rejected for like 1% ownership, which I could absolutely see happening, and I could 100% see Montgomery, 15 carries, 100 yards, three touchdowns, and Gibbs go back to his old role because they will absolutely change the game script based on the matchup. And Chicago seems like a spot where Montgomery could take over. Man, this is actually one of the things I got wrong last week. I played a bunch of David Montgomery last week, and I got bailed out with a 75-yard touchdown run. That's you not going to happen both. very often. Yeah. Um, but I was very surprised to see Gibbs kind of take the majority of the work here. 
I don't know if that was a work working Montgomery back in slowly type of thing, or if that's just, they love what they've seen out of Gibbs. They realize that he's the more explosive back and it's going, going to be Gibbs as the, the heavier part of this timeshare here. I, like, even if that's the case, I still like Montgomery in this spot. The, the bears for what it's worth have been a very good run defense. One of the best in the NFL, in fact. Um, but I just like, there's some narrative here, right? Montgomery spent several years in Chicago um first matchup back against them I believe they actually they might have played earlier this year but like I just feel like Montgomery's getting a touchdown in the spot um I he's not going away it's going to be very similar to um like a split it might be like a true 50 50 split but like these are two talented running backs and I still feel like there's enough juice here for either one of them to get get there and if Gibbs is going to be way higher on than Montgomery then I'm I'm happy to jump on some Montgomery um the real target here is the passing game. Like I, I'll have plenty of, of Montgomery regardless. I'll have a little bit of Gibbs depending on where the ownership lands. Um, but I'll definitely have golf stacks as well. Uh, St. Brown and Laporta, the the two clear stacking options. Keep waiting for Jamison Williams to get more of a role. And it just hasn't quite come along. I know the volume's going to St. Brown and to Laporta. So it just makes sense to use those two. Yeah. I mean, and something also to mention, like, this is not a new scenario at all. This is almost the exact same as last year, Williams and that, Swift. That was my exact argument last last week is just look at what they did last year. Like everyone wanted Swift to be a thing and thought he was the more talented back, but Jamal Williams just would not go away. Led the league in rushing touchdowns. Like that's the, the same role that David Montgomery has in this spot. Um, Gibbs did run one in after he had an awesome drive and, and broke off a big run. Um, but I, that I think that was just because part. Gibbs, what's that? That was the really concerning part, like within the five. So historically in the past, yeah. like obviously outside this year, same type of role last year, it was always Williams within the five, like hammer yeah. it in with Williams Gibbs getting one from the one yard line was the big worry. I think that was just a one week thing. I think that was Dan Campbell being like, you did all this on this drive. Go ahead. Yeah. Just get I, it in. Um, I think so too. I think the majority of the time that's going to be Montgomery in that spot, but, but Gibbs had just broken off like a 40 yard run to get him right down there and fell up, fell just short of the end zone. So I think it was just kind of like, you got us here, go ahead and go ahead and push it in. So, but yeah, I, that's Montgomery's role going forward. I'm pretty sure about that. Yep. Yep. All right. Let's move on to the next game here. We got the chargers going up against the Packers. We got a 44 total chargers, three point favorite. We'll start off with the Chargers side of things going up against a Packers defense that hasn't been great so far this season. Generally better versus the pass, worse versus the run. Um, Chargers, generally more a passing team than a running team. Keenan Allen missed practice today. We don't know if he's going to end up playing. That will heavily determine some things. If Keenan Allen's out, I have to assume that the Chalkies guys on the slate are going to be Guyton, Johnson, whoever else ends up playing, probably Everett. Um, if he does end up playing, I would still play Keenan Allen, even if he's a little bit injured, even in a subpar matchup. He's still Keenan Allen. He can still go for 30, but Chargers really don't interest me that much. It's it's Allen and it's Eckler, and I don't have a ton of interest in either. Unless yeah, they're both Allen. expensive. They're yeah. both expensive outdoors in Green Bay. It's going to be cold for sure. Um, yeah, I like. 
I want to have interest just because the role for both of those guys is so awesome. Uh, but I'm just at that, those prices. I'm not sure how how much I'm getting to them. If Keenan does miss, I think Eckler becomes a, a far better play than people realize. Like a lot of the short passes will just end up going to Eckler. He could even run some stuff out of the slot. Um, Eckler might have 14 catches if yeah, Keenan exactly. Yeah, exactly. So Eckler would get a massive bump if Keenan misses. Um, but if he plays, I I mean, I'll sprinkle him in just because they have so much upside. I think I'd prefer Keenan if he's he's in there. Um, we've just seen a better role from him this year. He's no longer the slot guy who just runs underneath stuff. Like he's he's been used down the field more this this season, uh, which gives him more touchdown equity, gives him a higher A dot, so more upside for yards, better chance at the hundred yard bonus. Like Keenan has been a truly elite receiver this season, so I'd, I'd have a sprinkle even at, at a high price here. Yep, yep. Um, Green Bay side of things, I mean, love is not good. Like I've kind Oops. of been wondering. Like he got had that one great start to start the season or two great starts in a row versus very subpar defenses. I think it was Chicago and Atlanta. Um, Atlanta, not that subpar, but looked good the first two starts for, in good spots and then just has kind of been absolute garbage. Um, he's not good. Like, yes, he got bailed out by garbage time last week against Pittsburgh. I don't really have much interest in anyone on Green Bay outside of probably Aaron Jones, potentially a flyer on a cheap Watson, just because he does have that touchdown equity. He does have that big playability. Maybe Musgrave just because tight end, cheap, and he's got solid volume, but depends on how many people play him. It's really just those three guys, and it's mostly just bringbacks. Outside of Jones, I would play regardless just because – he can have that 30-point game at any given time. We haven't seen it since week one. Yeah, Aaron, Aaron Jones is really my only interest here. Um, he's still a little bit too cheap. The role wasn't quite as good as it was the week before, but still had 13 opportunities. Um, pulling up what A.J. Dillon did. 13 compared to A.J. Dillon's nine, so a little closer split than we saw the week before. But Aaron Jones is just far more talented than A.J. Dillon. He just, Dillon's looked pretty bad this season. Um, Jones also has the pass catching role. So negative game script that Jones is definitely the guy that you want. I can't trust Jordan love at quarterback. So I'm, I'm probably not targeting these wide receivers. Like Watson just has not been able to get it done this season with Jordan love, um, was awesome last year with Rogers, but just have not seen it out of him. Jaden Reed had a decent game last week. I think he caught a touchdown. Yeah. Five targets, a touchdown. I don't know. 4k that. I suppose he's playable, but he's not going to be like a primary target or anything. I, I I like the Musgrave call. If I was looking for for something cheap here as a run back, I think Musgrave would be the guy. Yep, yep. Let's move on to the next game. Just gr- glad and right through, but this one's a good one. This is my favorite game on the slate yeah. as of right now. Before we know about ownership, could very easily end up changing. Arizona going up against Houston. Big old total, well, not massive, but big total, 49. Texans, five-point favorite. Cardinals, D, terrible. Texans, D, average so far this season, been better recently. Um, We don't know about Nico Collins. Uh, Don't know if he's going to end up playing, I don't think, at this moment. Noah Brown, don't know about him. So it's going to be interesting. We'll start off with the Arizona side. I love Kyler. 
I think James Conner is going to be overplayed in this spot. And Marquise Brown, after absolutely destroying my heart and soul last week, <laughs> I think he's going to be in for a big game. I mean, we saw what he did last year and pretty much the entire time without Hopkins in the lineup. I'm not going off of a one-game sample size. I love Hollywood here. I love Kyler. And McBride's probably going to be chalk again, and for good reason. That guy's just eating everything up the last few weeks. So he's going to be the guy that gets a ton of stuff or a ton of targets. Michael Wilson, Rondell Moore, both cheap, good secondary guys to throw in there. Um, But I will be double stacking Murray with Brown and one of Wilson, Moore, or McBride all over the place. I love the Cardinals this week, especially considering they're going to be trailing. And Murray, leg looked real good. He was running. He was scrambling. Not a ton, but still 33 yards, six rush attempts. When he does run, it's just a, it's just wonderful to watch. Honestly, like it, he's it just is. so, cool. it 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 just looks different than every other quarterback in the league running just because of his height. It's 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 adorable. <laughs> it it really is, and we we didn't get much of it last year. He dealt with injuries even before the ACL. He had, I believe, it was an ankle injury, and he just wasn't running much last season. So. We've been deprived of he was an automatic like 25 to 35 points every single week. Cause if he's because playing the bad, Russian. they're trailing, he's running. If he's playing well, he's already there. Yep, absolutely. Um, he's way too cheap. Awesome matchup indoors. Love this game. Favorite game of the week. I'm I'm right there with you. A little concerned about the ownership. I, I don't think it gets too out of hand on Kyler. Um, I don't think it gets too out of hand on Hollywood Brown either because he burned so many people last week. I was right there with you on him on him last week. Uh, we've seen two down weeks in a row. The volume is still there. Only four targets last week, but I mean, I expect that to go back up to the eight, nine, ten targets a week that he that he was getting before that. And yeah, McBride, well, I know is going to. He got overthrown by like almost caught it too. He got overthrown by like two, oh, that three one in the end zone. Yeah, that one, that one cost. <laughs> if you would have gotten that, I would have gotten a live final seat. Um, wow! But neither here nor there. I'm not. I'm not looking at the past because it'll make me cry. Um, <laughs> yeah, like the only guy that's going to be heavily rostered in this spot is going to be McBride. McBride. Yeah, that's, McBride's going to be chalk. But he's he's proven that he kind of has a, a ceiling of like the six seven k tight ends. Like, dude's getting double digit targets. He's athletic. He has run after the catch ability. Like I, I'm okay playing McBride into some ownership, especially if I'm overstacking this game. Um, the the secondary wide receivers are cheap enough. I like I think a triple stack here could even be possibly in play. They're just all so cheap. Like Hollywood's fifty three hundred, and then Wilson and Moore are both low three Ks. So I, I mean, I wouldn't even hate overstacking this game. Just it's my favorite game environment of the week. I think the Cardinals are going to be able to keep up here. Um, they're just they're underpriced with uh for Kyler being their quarterback now. Their price still like the prices haven't adjusted compared to the days of Clayton Toon and and uh, Joshua Dobbs. So underpriced Cardinals in in a great matchup indoors. Like sign me up for sure. Yeah, I, honestly, I'm not going to be surprised if I throw in a full six man game stack with Dell, Singletary. Brown, Kyler, and then two of McBride, Wilson, or more. Like it's it's that good. And the price tags 
yep. on the wide Jeez. receivers or on the receiving core. Hollywood Brown's the most expensive at 5.3K. Michael Wilson's at 3.4. Rondo Moore's at 3.3. McBride is at 4.4. Two of these guys are going to get there, most likely. And if Kyler gets there, definitely two guys have gotten there, if not three. So it's just a wild spot with pricing in a game that should be fast-paced, should be high-toe or high-scoring, and the Cardinals will likely be trailing because looking at the other side, C.J. Stroud is looking like one of the best QBs in the league right now. Been absolutely on fire this season. Absolutely fantastic. What were the Panthers thinking going with Bryce Young? (laughs) I have no idea. But I, Schultz, especially Schultz, if Collins and Noah Brown misses, if Noah Brown or if Collins misses, then definitely go with Tank Dell and Schultz. Singletary, I think regardless, 5-3, he's a little bit more expensive, still not expensive enough. He's the go-to back in this. He's actually good. I don't understand. Well, after seeing James Cook play this season, I understand why they moved on. <laughs> Singletary is a good back, and this offense is potent, and this is a great spot going up against the Cardinals. 28th-ranked run D in DVOA, 30th-ranked pass D in DVOA. They've been a little bit better in recent weeks from – beginning of the season but not a good defense Singletary is going to be the biggest chalk play on the slate I assume at running back um I'm still going to play him yeah I don't know if he will be like people don't like clicking Singletary because he just like he didn't run a good 40 like he's not an explosive guy but when you get 30 carries like who cares if you're explosive like he has an awesome role in this spot he's way too cheap I totally agree it's an awesome matchup. And CJ Stroud is like looks legitimately awesome. Um, it's no longer he's playing well for a rookie. He's he's having one of the best seasons from any quarterback in the entire league. Um, he has as he's much upside as his rookie year, pretty much, but not running as much. Yeah, I mean it he's having like a legitimately great quarterback season, regardless of whether he's a rookie or not. Um, I mean, he's up there with with some of the best in the in the league. I think the upside is tremendous here. You, you quoted uh, Arizona's defensive stats. This is an awesome matchup for what I believe is a really good offense. Um, if if Nico Collins is out, Tank Dell might just be a lock button. Like the role is going to be phenomenal. Um, we saw it last week, double digit targets again. Um, I, I believe even if if Nico plays, that Tank Dell is the number one wide receiver in this spot, and, and I'll play Nico as well. But Tank Dell is my first look here. Um, love, love him. He's a super talented, another awesome rookie. Um, great job by Houston in the draft for sure. Uh, I think they got Dell in like the third or fourth round. Um, obviously they took two at the very top of the draft as well. Who looked good. Um, Noah Brown's role is hard to deny. I think now that his price is up, I need Nico Collins out to have a ton of interest there. Um, 4,800 is a tough ask if Nico plays, but like you, you have to, uh, recognize what he's done the last two weeks. Dalton Schultz is in play as well. Like I want to play so many guys. That's why I don't care if this is the chalkiest game on the, on the slate. I'm still playing a ton of it because there are so many different ways you can go on both sides of this game. Yeah. And you save so much money on the Arizona side of things and playing Singletary. Like you could stack this probably 15, 20 different ways. Yeah. So I'm, awesome I'm right spot. there with you. Just play it all, play it all. 
except for Noah Brown, if Collins plays, and then play, play Arizona no matter what, play all the pieces. Houston, Collins will determine a lot of things, but if Collins plays, Collins, Dell, Schultz is in play, Singletary's in play regardless. Collins out, play everyone. Um, it's that simple. Play everyone from this game. Next game, we got Tennessee versus Jacksonville. A little bit less interesting than the last one. Uh, got Jacksonville being a decent six-point favorite, seven-point favorite, rather. 40 total. Will Levis finally played how I expected him to play last week. Um, I've been – I hit his under the last two weeks on passing yards. Didn't work out great in the first week because he came in hot, but still throwing the ball a decent amount and trailing great game script. Now I think he might be valued where he should be. Um, we'll start off with the Tennessee side of things. Derrick Henry trailing game script, probably staying away. Always in play for GPPs, but realistically, he they need to be ahead. So you kind of got to hope for the best, and you kind of got to have bringbacks on the Jacksonville side. But I'm probably staying away from him. Hopkins, absolutely in play. Levis, I'm probably staying away. Really, it's Hopkins is all I have any interest in because Levis loves to throw the ball at Hopkins and for obvious reasons. And Hopkins, he's been airing the ball out a decent amount to Hopkins the last three weeks. The targets have been there. The catch volume has not been great. The accuracy has not been great from Levis. Granted, he's hit more than anyone else at this point right now. So I I got interest in Hopkins. That's kind of it. Yeah, I, I'm very interested in in Hopkins as well. He was my my highest owned wide receiver last week. The volume was there again. Um, another eight targets for him. I legit legitimate double digit upside if if Tennessee gets behind early in this one. Uh, for tar- as far as targets go for him, hopefully they're a little bit more catchable this week. He only converted three of those into receptions last week. Um, but like you said, getting targeted down the field, the volume is there for Hopkins. He is still too cheap in my opinion. I'm, I'm not playing Derrick Henry in a negative game script more than likely. Um, th- their offensive line is just really bad this season as well. Henry's getting older, um, just not quite the same same upside that we've seen from him. So expecting a bad game script for him anyway, I'd probably leave him on the shelf. And there's just not much, uh, not not many other talents at the um, uh, out of the pass catchers. So Okonkwo is cheap. Like he's starting to see a little bit better role, but – I just I probably don't need two pass catchers from Will Levis in in my player pool, so uh, probably just Hopkins for me as well. Yep, and then on the Jacksonville side of things, I mean Ingram always getting volume, seven plus targets, and what eight straight games, seven straight games, something like that. Kirk Ridley both fine. Kirk probably the more dominant one, which didn't really expect before the season, but now not really surprising. <laughs> Tennessee, much worse pass D than they are run D. They're much more of a pass funnel. Game script might not favor them passing late in the game, but I'm not going to fault anyone for playing ETN. I'm mostly sticking to Ingram as my favorite, and then then Kirk, then Ridley, but not a ton of interest in either of them, just middling amounts of it. I have a lot of interest in Christian Kirk, and it's for that reason you you hinted at there. Tennessee is a pass funnel defense. They're really good against the run, um, but they can get torn up through the air. And Christian Kirk has had the better role than Calvin Ridley for the majority of the season now. Um, I get the Ingram stuff. They just don't use him down in the red zone enough. I, I like his price tag. I like love his volume. 
Uh, we just need some touchdowns out of the guy. There's there's eventually going to be some touchdown regression there, I think. So he's certainly playable. I just I prefer Kirk in, in his role for uh, what is it, 1600, 1700 more. Um, I I just I feel confident in the role. Kirk could literally get get ten targets in this spot. Um, even if they get get ahead and they don't have to throw it as much, I still think he has enough juice to pay off pay off six k. Ridley, man, I, I'm with you. I was really excited about Ridley coming into this year. We just haven't seen it enough from him. Um, add, add in the chance that Jacksonville plays from ahead quite a bit, and I, I'm not sure I get to Ridley. Probably not using Lawrence to, as stacks. I just like a, a DeAndre Hopkins, Christian Kirk secondary correlation is one of my favorite things on the slate, but I don't love the game environment overall, so I'm, I'm probably not playing either quarterback. I'll sprinkle in a little um, Evan Ingram for some tight end exposure, but that's about it. Yep. Let's move on to the next game. We got Vegas going up against the Dolphins. Big old spread sitting at 13 and a half right now, 46.5 over under Dolphins, 30 point total. Not surprising at all. Raiders, bad run D, better pass D. Dolphins, not a great D, but Raiders, not a good offense. Raiders offense with O'Connell at the helm. Been a bit more run-heavy. 27 rush attempts for Jacobs last week. 26 the week before. Problem is, game script is not really going to allow that in all likelihood here. Could see some passing. O'Connell, I don't know if he's great, but I think we have to have a little bit of interest in Myers or Adams. Potentially Mayer. Um, but not a ton. I mean, this is just an ugly spot and fact that they want to run the ball so much could happen the first half and then it'll slowly dissipate. Although we've seen Miami get against the Panthers, get down to an early, um, early deficit. We've seen it once or twice before. I don't think we see it here, but if they are, then I guess we could, I could see Jacobs as a GBP play, but realistically I'm probably staying away from the Raiders, just not really seeing a ton of upside on this slate where there's a lot of good plays and a lot of just guys crushing it recently at high price tags. I don't know if I want to pay 7.9 K for Adams when Adams might not even get eight targets, 10 targets. I know he had 13 last week, but I don't know if that's going to continue. And O'Connell is just not that great. Yeah. That, that's my biggest concern here is the quarterback play. I like, if they get behind, I'm just not sure that, He's good enough to even like keep up, have them keep up. Um, so I think the way that this game stays semi close is if Josh Jacobs runs in a couple of touchdowns to start the game. And like you said, like maybe even if Miami answers them and it, it's 14 14 in the second quarter, like that's how I could see this game getting there. What the frustrating part, part is that Jacobs' like passing game role has disappeared with Aiden O'Connell, which is really frustrating because if I knew I could count on five targets from Josh Jacobs, I would have so much interest in him in this spot. But we just have not seen that since O'Connell took over. Uh, Jimmy so Garoppolo that, is a, I mean, Have you looked into the target share? I mean, I know the target share is bad, two targets and zero targets with O'Connell at the helm. But the target share – like O'Connell hasn't been passing. So that's, that's kind of the kind of thing 27 and 25 pass attempts the last two games. So I'm not fully ready to say that's going to go away. I just don't think this is the spot. Um, I could see him getting five, six, seven targets in this spot, 
But the fact that he's not going to give us any potential at 100 yards on the ground, most likely, makes it a little bit tougher. I, if the game is close, and I'm not saying it will be, it's it's a big spread, and we know Miami's got to put up points with their explosive offense. But, like, I, Jacobs, they're not going to give up on the running game, and Miami's defense isn't all that great. I'm not I'm not scared of their defense. It's their offense that's the, the great part of this team. Jacobs is going to have opportunities. If I knew he had a passing game role, too, and was going to be involved, if they were down two or three scores, then I would be very interested here. Um, I'm just kind of leaning into the Garoppolo thing. Like nobody checks down to running backs more than, than Garoppolo. So I fear like that's where the big passing game role had come from, from Jacobs. Um, so I'm a little concerned that it's kind of sticky. Like they don't want to throw with O'Connell very much anyway. Uh, and maybe he just isn't going to check it down as much as Garoppolo would. Uh, so a little concerned about the passing game role, but I hear you. I hear you there. And if, if you think there is still, some room for Jacobs to have that role, then I have even more interest. And I was already a little interested. Like he's too cheap for a guy who can get 25 carries, um, add in even two or three targets. I'm I'm pretty interested here as the run back, just because I don't trust O'Connell's ability to get the ball to Devontae Adams or Jacoby Myers down the field at all. Um, so the running the run backs on this Miami stuff that I know we want to have interest in, they have his, the highest team total on the slate. Um, I don't, I don't know. I'm torn on the wide receivers because I don't trust the quarterback play. Mayer is the name that you mentioned that I am definitely interested in as a run back. His role has con- continued to grow. Uh, he caught a touchdown last week finally, and he's still only 2,700. So Hooper's going to be involved a little bit, but Mayer keeps showing us that he's going to get these opportunities. So, uh, Mayer at 2,700. Yeah. Yeah. He's low. Yeah, I'm I'm interested in Mayer, and I'm I'm a little bit interested in Jacobs too. Yep, and then on the Dolphin side of things, I mean, they running running game is going to be interesting in this spot. I mean, Raiders Rundy is not good this year. Um, like the 28th most yards per carry, I think, on the season. A chain or A chain, I can never remember which one it is. After he corrected people on it, um, A chain probably not going to have the same volume right away even if he does not going to have the same efficiency he had earlier on the season I don't know if I want to play him or Moster because I don't expect them to be nearly as efficient as they were early in the season both of them sitting over six and a half K Tua and Tyreek are probably the go-tos here even in a tough matchup or tougher matchup against the pass and the run Tyreek does not matter. He, he can still crush it. 9.3K. I'm going to wait and see where ownership ends up lying on it. But right now, it's it's kind of Tyreek and Tua for me. I'm, I'm probably going to stay away from this just because I can see it's becoming a massive blowout. I don't see A-Chain or A-Chain, whatever it is, Mostert doing much late in the game. I could see Jeff Wilson just come in or Ahmed coming in late in the game with a blowout. I don't know. This can go too many different ways. It's mostly Tua and Tyreek, and I'm just going to wait and see how many people play. And like with a 30-point total, I could see them being over-owned and so many different guys at such high price tags sharing so much of that that no one really ends up getting used to that tournament-winning points total. I hear you. 
the problem is the Dolphins can put up like 50 points um, and then multiple guys can get there. Do, do we have official confirmation that A-Chain will be back? I think that's still up in the air a little bit. If he were to miss um, this game, do you have interest in Mostert then? Oh, absolutely. Um, he was <laughs> yeah. limited in practice today. Um, so I know that they, yeah, they designated him for to return, but that doesn't necessarily mean he's coming back this week. Um, I know he's in our RG projections right now. Um, so there's definitely a, a decent chance that he plays this week, but certainly not guaranteed. If a chain were to miss this game, Mostert's the best running back play on the slate for me. Yep. Yeah, yep. So absolutely. Worth noting, definitely keep an eye on, on, on the a chain news for sure. If he plays, I don't know. I I could see one of them getting there. I could see both of them getting there. Like, I just we I keep going back to that game against the Broncos where they just kept running touchdowns and both of them like just kept trading back and forth. And I, I hear what you're saying uh, on the efficiency stuff, but like we've only seen a limited amount of a chain. I know all the matchups were good. Um, that Denver defense is a little bit better than than what we thought it was going to be early in the season. Um, but Buffalo is not a good run defense. The Giants are a terrible run defense. So the matches have been good. I hear your points on the efficiency, but I think A-Chain is pretty special. Um, like the explosion, the explosive plays are not going away. I'm willing to take some shots if if the field is not willing to. If he's going to come in at 5% owned, I'm going to be over the field on, on A-Chain in his first game back um, and just hope that that we get the efficiency game. If he's going to be rostered in a way. I don't see a single way that people don't see the 30-point total, see the favorite, and see him coming him back. Everyone played him before. I mean, I guess he's at 6.6K yeah. now, but I think that people are going to play him a lot. Yeah, I'm, I'm not as interested if he's owned, but, man, the, the upside is tantalizing. I definitely want a piece if if he's going to be somewhat – under-owned for where I think like if he starts to get up in above 10%, then I, I'm probably out on it, but anything under 10%, I'd, I'd be in on some a chain. And then Tyreek, yeah. I mean, Tyreek's a smash, get as much of him as you can fit. The salary's tough, obviously, but uh, he has in, incredible ceiling in any matchup. Yep. Let's move on to the next game. We got giants going up against the commanders. Um, 37 point total giants, just a 14, 14- point implied team total nine point dogs here going up against a just a fantastic matchup versus the commander's pass team that's been one of the worst on the season and trade away their pass rush we'll start with them i want to play the matchup here i want to play it bad but i don't <laughs> think i can i just don't think i can i mean i'll have I'll have at least one or two stacks out of 150 of Tommy DeVito because I love Danny DeVito. So I'm doing this <laughs> in favor of him. I mean, who am I going to play him with? I, it's going to be so interesting having a lineup with gosh, Eckler and like Tyreek Hill and <laughs> some other guy throwing in with Tommy DeVito, Wandale Robinson, and Darius Slayton. <laughs> like it is going to be the ugliest stars and scrubs full stack lineup possible, but I will do it once or twice just cause you can do so much with it. And the matchup is so good. I mean, we'll get to how in a second, but he's been putting up massive numbers. Like 
I don't see a single way that he's not putting up numbers in the spot versus an awful, awful Giants D. And the commander's defense is so bad. And Tommy DeVito, like, he's been bad. But let's not act like it's been a spot every single week where he's given success. He played Dallas. He played the Jets. That's two of the toughest defenses in the league. And the Raiders are still a very tough pass defense. And he had not even a full week or just over just a full week to prepare and get into the lineup after he was the third string all season. He's got another week under his chest. I'm talking myself on to DeVito more. Talk me off the ledge. <laughs> Man, if, if you would have said this last week, I would have called you crazy. But he actually did look okay against Dallas, who is a very good defense. Um, I mean, you have to be concerned about the Giants' offensive line. Dallas has one of the best pass rushes in, in the NFL, though, and he was able to have some success last week. Threw for two touchdowns. Like 14 and a half DK points at 5K, like that's that's playable. There's a little bit of rushing upside. There's, um, I mean, apparently he's okay throwing the ball, even in a tough matchup. Washington, like you said, trade away the pass rush. So that takes away one of the concerns about a terrible offensive line. And their secondary has been awful. Uh, my only concern is which wide receiver. Like there's just, there's, not only is it a bad quarterback, but there's not much pass catching talent here either. Um, I mean, Wandale has has the the best role, but he gets all the underneath stuff. He needs to like break break off a screen pass basically to find find a ceiling game. Um, Slayton, I could probably get behind. He he can catch a long touchdown. Um, Bellinger, I don't know. Like <laughs> it. Just finding finding the way to stack him is, is also a problem, which which makes it even more troublesome. Um, Jalen Hyatt has a is I think he's expected him. He's in concussion protocol, so he may not play. That might make it more clearly. Um, I think there's Slayton been many Robinson. guys who have played after going into protocol the week before. Right. Yeah. It's almost never happening this year. So there's a there's a decent chance who somebody popped. Sterling Shepard I think had a pretty decent game last. He's the one that caught the touchdown. Four targets, and I don't know if we can do Sterling Shepard yet, but Wandell has the role. He's going to see the targets, and then I think Slayton is probably the second piece. Yeah, I don't know. I'll mix them. I mean, they're it's all ugly, man. <laughs> I mean, but they're so cheap. Like you could, you could triple stack Tommy <laughs> DeVito for under ten k, <laughs> and you might end up with three points out of it. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Like, I have to assume, like, just based on volume, because, I mean, Tommy DeVito had 27 pass attempts and 20 pass attempts the last two weeks. Guess what? He barely had the ball in his hand last week at all, and the week before was his first start. Both were tough matchups. This is the – gosh, I hate how much we're talking about Tommy DeVito. Let's move <laughs> on to the commanders over on the other side. Um Sam Howell's been good. Great matchup. I'm worried about this game staying close enough for him to keep slinging the ball. I'll definitely still play some of him, some McLaurin, um, some Logan Thomas, maybe some Samuel. Uh, but Brian Robertson, Brian Robinson is probably the play here. I mean, had a great game last week. Grand most of that was on 80 or 75 yard pass catch. Um, but they're ahead. Great matchup. 5.8K, not too bad. I don't love him. He's probably not a top three, four 
running back on the slate, but something talking about how bad DeVito was in college. Um, <laughs> lives with his parents, loves, loves his yeah. mom. It's good enough for me. Uh, talk to me about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, the commanders are interesting. I, Brian Robinson, very interesting at 5,800. We've seen them be fine. When they play with a lead, he gets a ton of work on the ground. Uh, we've seen like 18, 19 carries out of him plenty of times. Love the touchdown equity for him this week. Uh, could see two touchdowns, I think, out of him. So 5,800 on a guy that could get 18 opportunities and two touchdowns. I'm in on that for sure. Uh, McLaurin is too cheap also, I think. Um, I'm just going to keep playing that guy until he has the explosion game. The ceiling has been hard to find this year. Um, highest game is 22 and a half DraftKings points this season. Like, this is an explosive guy who has big playability. We just haven't seen it yet. I wouldn't be surprised at all to see him throw up a 150 yard game and two touchdowns or something like that before the season is over. So at 5,800, I'm going to keep chasing the the explosion Terry game. Um, if Samuel's out, you can play Dotson again. I, I know he dudded last week, but still 5,100 there. Another talented receiver. Um, Howell at 6,300, like the price is getting up enough where I think you have to think about it, but it's an awesome matchup here. It's just whether the Giants can keep up enough, like you said, to force him to throw 40 times, 45 times, like we've been seeing. Um, the commanders are throwing the ball more than anybody in the NFL, which is insane. Um, but I mean, Howell's playing well. So I don't know. Awesome matchup, a team that throws the ball a ton. If the Giants can push back at all, like the commanders have a ton of upside. So I, I, I will have some stacks as well um logan thomas is a cheap tight end you can throw in there if samuel plays he's really interesting um had a huge role before before dealing with this injury so i'm, I'm interested in pretty much everybody here on the washington side yep all right let's speed things up we've been talking too much about tommy devito um <laughs> tampa bay san francisco san francisco big old favorite not surprising here uh 41 and a half point total San Francisco, I think they are 11 and a half point favorite. Um, we'll start off with the Bucks. I white, well, it's fine. Rashad White doesn't matter if they're ahead or trailing, like Niners run D, a lot worse than their pass D. White can get many targets in a game, they will check down to him a lot. He's been getting it done. He's the guy I have interest in, and then does not matter the matchup, does not matter anything. Mike Evans is always in play, always has a chance at 25 points. Not touching Baker, probably not going with Otten, probably not going with Godwin. Otten had one big game, but generally a low ADOT guy. Evans and White, you you like anything else? No notes. You nailed exactly what I wanted to say. White is game script proof, and Evans is matchup proof, so exact same thoughts as you. All right, and then San Francisco, play anyone. <laughs> play anyone. Like they, We've seen them go full-on nuclear on pretty much any team. Uh, McCaffrey, Samuel, Ayuk, Kittle, Purdy. Like This team is good. This offense is good. This offense can just crush any given week. The game script isn't great. McCaffrey, obviously, one of the top plays on the entire slate. Probably the top raw points play. Finally didn't have a touchdown last week, but that's not going to last. He'll be back. Tried. This <laughs> yeah. Did yeah. you see them forcing it to them to up three scores or whatever? <laughs> I was watching red zone. So yeah, no, I didn't see it. They, they cut over <laughs> that to him, but yeah, now, I mean, 
McCaffrey's good. He's going to be heavily involved. He's McCaffrey. And then Ayuk, Samuel, Kittle can all have massive ga- massive games at any given time. I don't know if I'm stacking this game. It's probably CMC. Like, it's probably one of the big four, realistically. I could potentially do one stack of Purdy and Ayuk or Purdy and Samuel or Purdy and Kittle. There's not a preference between any of them. If I had to pick between the three, it's it's probably Ayuk. McCaffrey's the best, followed by Ayuk. Probably, probably Kittle afterwards, then Samuel. How about the, your ranking? I have more Debo interest than you do, I think, just because he's a little bit cheaper. Um, I didn't check how much zone defense Tampa Bay plays, but I feel like it's quite a bit. Um, and that's always a thing that I look at with Ayuk and Samuel. It, Ayuk is generally the guy they go to against man, Debo against zone. Um, but Debo is cheap. I think he has a ton of upside. McCaffrey is definitely my favorite play. Um, I, I don't like playing Kittle as much. I think Kittle would be below the wide receivers for me. Uh, he just I know he, he was okay last week, but we've seen him become a lot more of a blocker when Ayuk and Debo are both on the field. Um, he caught a long touchdown last week. He still only had four targets. Uh, so I feel like Kittle's upside is is hampered a little bit when both wide receivers and McCaffrey are in there. Um, so I'd, I'd go McCaffrey, Debo, Ayuk, uh, Kittle would be my, my ranking yeah. of the four skill guys. And I'm playing some some Purdy too. Like he, There's just so many weapons here. And he is so, so cheap that I feel like 300 yards and – three touchdown passes is in his range of outcomes. And at 5,800, I'm, I'm definitely good with that. So I will have some Purdy also. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, my main thing with Kittle is I don't think anyone's going to play him at 6.4 K. Um, I could be wrong because yeah, he's been up right. 23 points each of the last two weeks, but Kittle is one of those guys where you get him at sub 3% ownership any given week. Like he's always got a chance at 30 points. Like he's yep. three of the last five weeks, 23 plus points. One week of 13 points, and, of course, one week of 1.1. So that's just kind of how it goes. Kittle can kill your lineups, and also he's more of a guy that I'll swap to. Like, I like to have swaps in play because he plays in the afternoon. Like, if I've got some some points to make up, he's the easy guy to – yeah, let's throw him in there. Um, He'll be be unknown, but – Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, second last game on the slate, Jets Buffalo. I mean, Buffalo coming off a devastating loss. Um, that probably shouldn't have been a loss. They 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 lost that game. They Broncos did not win, they lost. Um, <laughs> we have a 40 point total here. Buffalo seven point favorite or 39 total. Buffalo seven point favorite, depending on where you're at. Um, start off with the Jets. I want no one. I again want no Brees Hall obviously is in play. Yeah. I do not want any of the pass offense. I have no problem with Garrett Wilson. He's getting the volume every single week. I have some interest in Garrett Wilson actually. Forgot about game script, but it's it's Hall and it's Wilson. And you, I want. I have no interest in Lazard. I have no interest in Wilson. I have no interest in Conklin. I it's Wilson and Brees Hall. The offense runs through them. Yeah, I, I have a lot of interest in in Brees Hall and Garrett Wilson, like you said. I don't think Conklin is crazy at twenty nine hundred. You just you worry about a ceiling for, um, like he just doesn't have a, a huge ceiling. Like, but he does have a decent role, especially the last two weeks, six, seven targets and six targets. 
Um, but there's enough cheap tight end like McBride for 1500 more has way, way more ceiling. Uh, Komet, we talked about liking quite a bit. There's so range. many like, tight ends with massive ceilings every yeah. single yeah, that's like, what I feel like the year of the tight end. Like, there's so many, there's a lot of good plays, but there's a not a ton, like, there's probably eight to 10 different tight ends you can go with every single week. Yeah, that's wild. Like the, the rookie class was awesome with tight ends. We've seen Laporta blow up. Uh, Jefferson getting hurt. Blue Hawkinson up made him an awesome play every week. So, yeah, it's definitely been – it started off slow, it feels like, at tight end. But then, like, the last few weeks, it's been just bonkers. Like, McBride's role is just insane now. So, yeah, I, I don't think I get to Conklin, especially with Mayer, a guy we liked being 200 cheaper. Just no need for Conklin. But give me some Garrett Wilson. I like Brees Hall quite a bit. I, I just think – He's, he's explosive. He Buffalo's run defense has always been a way that you can get to them a little bit. He's got enough of a passing game role in a bad game script that there's there's upside there still for 6,400. Yep. Buffalo side of things, I mean, Cooks, I don't know if I want to roll with Cook. Um, Diggs, Gabe Davis, obviously a good tournament play. Josh Allen. Kincaid has been getting solid volume, but I mean, their prices against a tough Jets defense when they haven't been playing great. I mean, no one plays them. I'll play them, but that that's kind of it. I expect people to still play them because of the volume, but Gabe Davis is probably my favorite of the bunch. He's going to been getting more short yard stuff. Decent chance that sauce is over on bigs. Gabe Davis, always a chance at a 25 point game, but not a ton of interest in the Buffalo offense. Yeah, it's weird to say, but they just they haven't been playing well. It's like they've looked bad for a couple of weeks now. Um, that you game against Denver, yeah, it, absolutely. Um, but bad against Denver didn't look great against Cincinnati. Like it's been rough. But Diggs can obviously pop off at any time. Allen can pop off at any time. But do you want to play premium prices against an outstanding defense like the Jets? I'm I'm not sure that I do. So. Keeping an eye on the ownership, I think, is is definitely the way I'm looking at this spot for the Bills. Like, I don't love the spot, but if they're low-owned, it's hard to deny the ceiling. I'm not touching running backs. We saw way too much Latavius Murray for my liking last week, uh, so I don't think I can play James Cook. Murray's not an exciting guy to roster. Not on a full slate anyway. Play him in showdown. Um, I like the Gabe Davis call. And Dalton Kincaid is my favorite option here. He had another tight end with big time upside. Dawson Knox out. Has, he has seen his role just explode since the Knox injury. Um, very talented pass catcher, at least six targets in the last four games. So Dalton Kincaid at 4,900. I think he's he's above McBride. He's above Komet. He's above Ingram. I think he goes pretty low owned here in this spot. Uh, we talked about the Jets corners. Uh, if Sauce is locking up digs, this offense might throw through Dalton, flow through Dalton Kincaid. So I like Kincaid as a contrarian tight end play quite a bit. I don't think he's going to be contrarian. Like no? the volume, I I think he's going to be a top. I think he's going to be behind McBride as one of the top played tight I mean, ends. McBride's going to be like twenty ish percent, I think. And then we have Kincaid Ingram projected. Ingram's going to be owned. What's that? We have Kincaid projected for fourteen percent. Yeah, yeah, I don't love yeah. that. Where's yeah. the, where if do we you, have Ingram? Gonna, like it's early so, in the week. Like you don't know. Ingram is six hundred cheaper, and we have him projected for four percent. I could see that those getting a lot closer. The Kincaid and Ingram. Yeah, they should. 
Yeah. I mean, it's similar volume, <laughs> similar stuff, and better matchup for Ingram. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. Check later in the week. Early in the week, you can't fully trust whatever we project for ownership. Right. It will very much – we get very, very good closer to lock. Um, great, great ownership projections. Um, last up, we got Seattle going up against the Rams. This one is pretty darn close to a pick em here. Uh, one point spread either direction. I think it's different at different spots here. Um, 46 and a half total going to be a fun game, more fun than the first time they played. Hopefully we'll start off with Seattle. Um, I, I just kind of the main, like Jackson Smith and Jigba has been a lot better in the last few weeks. I mean, it was impossible to get worse than he was in the first few weeks. <laughs> but he's been pretty solid, looking like the guy that we thought he would be. Metcalf, on the other hand, has been a lot worse this season than we expected. Had a solid game last week, almost had 100 yards. Lockett, always up and down, up and down, up and down. I... I have interest in all of them. I have interest in Kenneth Walker. I have interest in Gino. I have interest in stacking this game up every which way possible because when we get to the Rams side, offense is pretty darn concentrated. Yeah, I, I'm interested in the Seattle side here as well. Gino is is too cheap. He's definitely going to be in uh, one of the quarterbacks I'm using. I'm going to keep chasing this big DK Metcalf game. Um, was looking pretty bleak there last week. He ended up being okay. But definitely not great. There's, I'm telling you, there, there's a big game coming from DK Metcalf here eventually. Um, has he had a 100-yard game yet this season? One one he time he's won. been over 100 yards. That's that's crazy. And he's not scoring touchdowns either, which uh, last year he was the highest targeted and like had the most end zone targets of anybody in the NFL. So well, like, I mean, the, the wild thing is, obviously, take Baltimore out because that game was just hot garbage. 10-plus targets and – Three of the last four weeks, the only one being less than that was Baltimore. Like they're trying it's to get him like more involved. They realize <laughs> yes. that he's the guy. So, yep, absolutely. I he's going to be one of my highest on wide receivers again this week. I think. Um, assume, and we'll see how much value. Assuming I can fit him with one of the Rams guys as well, but Geno being cheap helps help makes that work. So, um, here's how you do gonna it. Love you play. You play Puka or Cup. You play Metcalf. <laughs> Yep, Tommy DeVito with Slayton, <laughs> Wandale Robinson. Well, I suppose that's a way to make it fit. <laughs> yeah, honestly, but we didn't even really talk about it too much because we got stuck on DeVito. The, those guys are cheap enough where you can play any of the wide receivers as a one-off. It could end up yeah. as a dud, but Wandale could end up with a big game. Yeah, I don't hate it. Um, Rams side, Stafford, Puka, Cup. I'm not really on Henderson too much, but he's fine. But we know who Stafford's going to throw to, and Stafford can end up with a big game at any time. Puka or Cup, I go with the cheaper one generally, Puka, but I'll play both. Like, it's it's that simple. Like, we know that they're each going to probably get 10-plus targets in this spot here, and either one of them can go for a massive game, divisional game. I... Uh, that's that's why I want to go with. Yep, that's exactly where I'm looking to love both of them. Um, I don't know. Are you doing Stafford double stacks with both of them? It's pretty expensive, but I mean, there's certainly enough it's just volume. So here. tough. I I can't. I don't know if I can double stack them. 
Yeah, I'm kind of with, like, I feel like, like, one of them could have 15 targets, and that's, you're like, you're hoping to find that guy, um, and then Stafford throws him two touchdowns, and then you're you're really cooking there, but it's hard to say which one of Cup or Nakua it's going to be, but it's likely going to be one of them in the spot, for sure. Love them both. Yep. All right. Uh, you're going to have to lead the morning grind game, because it's been so long, I don't remember it. <laughs> All right, no problem. I got you here. I think I have the questions. Yeah. Okay, first one, morning grind game. Quarterback to throw for 300 or more passing yards. Okay, well, I can't go with Tommy DeVito because that would be ridiculous. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with Kyler. Love it. Love Kyler this week. I will go with Tua. I think depending on if a chain comes back, like they, they might be running a lot in this game, but Tua could, could absolutely smash here. Um, love this spot for Tua. All right. A low owned running back to score a touchdown. Ooh, that one's You're going to take one my guy. Here. Uh, who's your guy. You can go ahead and go first while I look for it. David Montgomery is scoring a touchdown against his former team this week. Oh, you took, you took who I probably would have ended up with. I second it full on best. Could be one of the best tournament plays in the slate. I'm going to go with Rashad White. Yeah, I like that one too. Awesome role for, for Rashad White. Um, quarterback wide receiver stack to get a touchdown together. Gosh, I want to go with Kyler again to Marquise. I'm, I'm going to do it. Kyler to Marquise Brown. Again, I'm full on the air on the, Hollywood Brown train. Yeah, I I love that game too. So um more more to come on that. Um mine is Brock Purdy to Debo Samuel. Tampa Bay an awesome run defense. They're gonna be throwing more than more than usual here. I like this spot for Debo. I like the entire Niners offense, but Debo at his price will be one of my higher own wide receivers. Um a wide receiver for eight or more targets. DJ Moore. Love that call. I'm going Tank Dell, whether or not Nico Collins plays. I think Tank Dell has taken over the wide receiver one role there in Houston. Love that game environment. Um, so it's Tank Dell versus Arizona. Great matchup for them. How about a uh, tight end to score a touchdown? Cole Komet. Oh, you took my guy. <laughs> Love that call. Uh, he's been getting a ton of volume here recently. Not worried about the quarterback change. Uh, Justin Fields had a good rapport with him before. Now I am searching. Let me see. Not I mean, you know your guy. This. You know the guy. He's one of the cheapest tight ends on the slate. Got All his right. first touchdown last week. I, I'm on board. Michael Mayer, baby. Let's do it. He's been my call before on this show. Um, didn't didn't get it done that week, but he's coming, man. Super talented tight end prospect. I like it. Michael Mayer. We'll go with it. Um, how about a defense to score 10 points? I mean, do you want the Browns or the <laughs> there's, there's one layup. Yeah. <laughs> uh I will go. I mean, Pittsburgh is gonna be massive chalk um against Thompson Robinson, but I'm I'm gonna have some regardless. So that's what I'm going with. Too good of a Yeah, spot. I'll go with the I'll go with the Browns, although realistically, I guess we could have just gone with Dallas and but Tommy DeVito, he's going for 300 yards, right? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> all, uh, right. all right, any last-minute thoughts before we get on out of here? 
No, I I don't know. You you said there were some ugly games, but I there are some good games. I like the Chicago Detroit game quite a bit, and we both love the Arizona Houston game. Really, we hoping both love that, the Chicago Detroit game too. Those are yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, those are my those two are favorite spots. Games. I hope hopefully yeah, they don't yeah. they they don't get too owned, but probably will. We'll get some steam as we go on here. I could see the Chicago side of things going under owned. The problem is Arizona-Houston, I think, is going to be just the full-on heavy chalk. So by a the, wide Houston, margin and- the Houston side is going to be super chalk because how good C.J. Stroud has been. Like, how do you not want to play this guy? I, yeah. I'm curious to see where Kyler comes in because if people want to play Stroud instead, I'm perfectly fine saving the money going, going down to Kyler and just stacking up the game with, like, five other pieces. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I'm – I. I think that Kyler outscores Stroud this week by oh, baby. That's I like it. I think he outscores him by about five points. Like I am full on board with Kyler. Um, zero passing touchdowns last week and still had eighteen points. I did and my rankings, my CVRs right before this. Kyler is my number one ranked quarterback, so I'm I'm right there with be. you, man. Yep, smart man. All right, well, Keith, it was good doing the show again, guys. It was good to be back. Who knows when I'll be back? My child is finally starting to sleep, so probably baseball season, actually. Or <laughs> next time Stevie needs a break. Um, but it's been fun, guys. Stevie will be back next week. We're out of here. Later, kids! <laughs> <laughs>